You ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Done these in a while. Um, I'm now sharing, sh- sharing ownership of this Zoom call. Were you not before? Well, I mean, technically it was my Zoom call. Oh, no, I mean, I'm sharing my data with you. What do you mean sharing your data? Well, sharing my recording. <laughs> sharing the mission. I, I, the recording will come to me because I'm the one recording it. All right, okay. <laughs> Bye, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, ready? I'm ready, yeah. Okay. Um, you're going to laugh at me when I say the intro. I'm not, I'll, I'll even turn my back. Please do. <laughs> I can't do it seriously. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Space Days, podcast all about asexuality and fandoms. And my co-host is here. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> it's been a while. It has. And we're actually doing this over Zoom and not in person for a change. So hopefully the connection holds out and it will all sound very good. Well, yeah, this is a first, isn't it? I've not, we, we, we've not done this over Zoom before. We, we, we've luckily been used to doing it in the same room. So it's weird not being in my shed. I really miss your sheds. I think we need to give people a context. So we haven't done an episode in a while for the pure fact of life's been very busy and we planned to do a round off and the round off didn't quite happen. And then time just kept sort of slipping by. But now we're here doing the round off for series one before we get ready for series two. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? The, the, the life the last <laughs> months. I mean, there's been so many actual life changes for both, like for both of us. Yeah, I mean, we've um, both moved more than once. Yeah. I've got a new job. I'm still <laughs> working where I work. But yeah, I moved still, as well. You're still just Yeah, well, so did I, technically. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 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 You're still deciding what, to, what you want to do. Like, yeah. Because um, um, I think the original plan was to both of us to head up to London together. Mm. But I said that the first plan was just to move out together. And then, yeah. and then we was like, well, let's try London because that's where all the opportunities are, you know. Mm. Of mice and men, <laughs> the American dream, even though we're from America. American you know, i.e. London. Well, yeah, but it's still, it's the same idea, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's moving to the city, trying to, you know, better ourselves. So it's the same concept. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the Bay. You, she's left me. <laughs> I went up ahead, everyone. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, you got you got an opportunity, so. I got a job in London, and the commuting costs were killing me. So, it made so much more sense just to move ahead and to save some money and just to live up here and get just to get a feel of it, try it out, test it out for you. Yeah. And how are you enjoying it so far? I'm loving it. Loving it. It's still really strange being so close. So I'm not quite in central, but I'm. I can see like central sort of glittering from my balcony. Um, you can see oh. all the lights of the city. It's is it east? Yeah. So I'm, I'm very close to Kent. Like, um, when I get the train back, like it takes me what two stops, one stop, and I'm already back in Kent. So mm. I'm actually living on like the border of like London between kent and london which is nice because i'm at a point where i can come back if i need to but i can also go in central so much easier than i would do yeah you, you kind of got the best of both worlds mm. yeah i mean when i when i moved up here, i didn't i knew i didn't want to move too far from the east because i you know the east is now ingrained within me so the east is ingrained within you it is <laughs> i don't even know what that means but yeah it made sense when i said it <laughs> at least i thought so I mean, we went to, I took Bronte to her first festival in the oh, summer as yeah. well. 
watch out. There will be some point, probably end of November, we are going to transfer all these episodes onto YouTube as well. And we have a lovely entertaining vlog, which I will eventually get around to editing, of our time in Cornwall. <laughs> it's, it's well funny because we it, it was supposed to be like a, a vlog about the, the, the festival, but it ended up turning into like us just hiding from animals, <laughs> <laughs> like insects. Everyone who, anyone who lives in Cornwall, please explain to us what your really weird creatures are. Every night we said in this little pod, and it was very nice. Like a, we did glamping; it was very fun. I mean, every- it was kind of home away from home because I come from a shed, so <laughs> exactly. you know, living in a. Yeah, it was very yeah. homely, very nice. But every time we got back in the pod, there'd be a different type of creature, this really bizarre mix of random things to make this one creature. It happened every night, and I'm, I swear they just live in Cornwall. I've never seen them before again. Yeah, it was, I mean, they were some of the weirdest things we had. I mean, there was one thing, it was like a mix between a hornet, a beetle, <laughs> and a slug. It, it was actually disgusting. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, you'll see it on, on, on the vlog when we compile it all together, but I was actually li- li- looking back at the videos the other day, <laughs> as I was saying, I was laughing because I didn't realise how funny they were. <laughs> they're actually jokes. I mean, so we, we end up getting lost at one point. Oh, my um, God. I was drunk for about, <laughs> like, most of the videos, like, really drunk. Yeah, but it was really fun. Um, and the the thing, the funniest bit is when it's on the Sunday. And did you know, everyone, there are no buses that run on Sunday in Cornwall. And we didn't think to pre-book our taxis because we were staying in the middle of nowhere where there was no direct route into town yeah. apart from to get a bus, which worked fine until there was no buses. Then we had to walk on this very dangerous road, nearly getting hit in the rain, you know. And it was just the relief when that taxi man came for us. The yeah. relief that Pete, we were going to die on Pete the road taxis. in Cornwall. Pete's taxis were off. Pete's taxis. Yeah, it was it was actually crazy. I mean, we didn't get. I mean, I I, I wanted to go to a festival, and a Reading festival, uh, like they, it sells out within minutes. Yeah. And um, my brother and his girlfriend said, "Oh well, we're going to this one in in Cornwall. Um, come along." So I got a ticket, but there was no camping tickets left. Oh, what shame! Yeah, so I I got two, uh, just weekend tickets without camping, which meant we had to find like a B and B. Like an Airbnb or a hotel or something, and we were—I mean, we, we was literally what, four or five days before. No, well, about a week, two two weeks before. Maybe. I think it was, yeah. When we thought, okay, we actually need to get accommodation now, but I think I didn't know where I was definitely going until like a month before. So. Yeah, I mean, I literally got two tickets because I thought someone's going to come with me. I don't want to just be third wheeling by <laughs> my brother and his girlfriend. And yeah, and I said, Bronte, you got to come. You know, first festival. And we booked this place called John's Farm or something, like a glamping retreat, which was, yeah, in a way, in one of the better locations because it was so far out from mm. all the noise. It was so peaceful. It you wouldn't even realise that it was... Quite oh, a bit enough, definitely. It, on, honest to God, it was. You could, you could hear a pin drop when you walked outside the pod. But, yeah, it was just such a bitch to get there and back to every day because <laughs> it was... There's, there's no public transport in um in Cornwall. It's like I don't even know if they know what a bus is. Well, no, well we've got one bus. Yeah. We've got one bus. It's the only bus that runs, and it runs once, no, twice a day. But one in the morning and one. Well, you know when people would just stand in the middle of the road and hold their arm, and a bus would stop. It's like in what world does that ever happen? No. Like no yeah. bus, no nothing. Random point in the middle of the street, and people hold their arm yeah. out. 
and the bus stops. Oh. What world is this? I know, it was like hitchhiking or something. It was bizarre. Like, I mean, we used to infrequent, but, well, no, frequent buses just always behind, like, late or, yeah. or whatever. There was actually, I can't imagine, like, in Herne Bay or Canterbury or Margate or anywhere, like, just holding out your arm yeah. for, a, for a stagecoach bus. Yeah. And being like, yeah, can I come on, please? They just, they'd be like, no, we go to a bus stop. Yeah. They were just picking up people on the way. I think it was the, I think it was the last day. No, second to last day. Yeah. It was on, on the bus already. And we saw like a green version of like a weird thing that we saw in our pod on the window. Oh, we did. And then we literally, I think we, it was like the, the, the magic bus. We were picking, literally picking people off on the road, stopping off. It was like, we, no we didn't even have to leave our pod. We could have just held out our arm the whole time. No wonder they're always late. While down the road. <laughs> no wonder they're always late, though. They're just picking people up the whole time. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, it was a great festival. It's actually so depressing, so I want to go back. Yeah. It was so fun. Like, I wouldn't change anything about it. No. Um, it was amazing just to be around people. Yeah. Uh, because obviously we had the pandemic as well. And, yeah, um, I mean, well, we started the podcast during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it was. I remember being on uh, the first day, like, it feels so normal and so right to be amongst this many people. Obviously, it was huge, and there were so mm. many people. Also, they all grow basically like our age, so which was nice to see. It was nice to see young people going and having fun again. Yeah, oh no, there was that like, one sweet family that took their like three year old. Yeah, <laughs> we were sat next, uh, we was like stood next to him at the um, where we saw Lucy Spraggan. Yeah, and it was like a whole family of them, and that, that was quite cool. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess it was mostly young people and it was all different bands and pop acts and indie rock and mm. a few punk bands, a couple of heavy stuff, some rap, like rappers and that. Mm. Um, and it was amazing. And it was weird because I think it was like um, 10 minutes into the festival. We, we all kind of got in and looked at each other and was like, we're all, got, we're all definitely going to get COVID after this. <laughs> and it ended up becoming the super spreader event in England yeah. for August. And guess who got COVID? Me, my brother and his girlfriend. Guess who managed to bypass this fucking disease? Even though I was with you 24-7. I know. I I honestly don't know how, but good thing you didn't, though, because my PCR test came back two hours before I was going to move house. Imagine the chaos if that had come back positive, though. Just imagine. I didn't have time for that. Like, I had the busiest week. I moved house. I moved to London the week after we got back from, well, well technically the week we got back. We got back on the Monday. I moved on the Friday. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I still think it's hilarious. I still love by now. Honestly, this, I think I'm indestructible because I survived the festival. Oh, yeah. It's like, never people say to me, oh, are you sure you're right to go here? Like, what about code? I'm like, I survived the festival. We'll be fine. I know. I, like, I, I still can not believe it. Because I, I was at work and I started getting symptoms like the next day. Because so we, we we came back on the on the Monday, mm. and um, it was oh, it was such a long journey back. And you it was slept so many for most of it. Huh? You slept for most of it. Yeah, I I, I was fucked up when I I was part of my French. I was so out of it. But yeah, it was a long journey back, and um, the next day, uh, I was I was in London with a couple of other mates actually. Because yeah. I had arranged, I, I didn't think I, I feel like I've, I've probably overdid myself. I thought I'll be able to go out again. And I, it was on the train back from London the next, that next day after the festival was when I started, like my, my breathing was going a bit off. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a cough, but I felt like I had the flu. 
and then I couldn't smell anything on my throat was was really clogging up and I thought no it's just a cold you know Bronte's fine my brother's all right you know this, I'm not going to worry myself this can't be COVID and then I did four LFD because I work in a care home yeah. I, I did four LFD tests that morning before I went to work and it was all negative <laughs> and I got to work and it was about eight like eight o'clock and I that was when I, I was actually like nearly passing out like in a residence room and I, I went home and I did my temperature at about like 38.5 it was really high okay and then it was the next morning my mum woke me up and said oh your brother's tested positive and so is Amy his girlfriend and I was like ah and then I tested positive on an LFD and I texted Bronte and Bronte was like I feel fine I know I remember this really because I tested on the Monday no Tuesday before I went back to work. I went back to work on Tuesday I tested that morning I was negative tested Wednesday morning I was negative and when you text me I was at work I burst out laughing <laughs> oh oh, oh. Jeez, mate that's, that's no, I thought it was hysterical because, <laughs> but no, only because we sat there joking about it on the Sunday. We were like, "Oh, imagine if everyone's here's got COVID." Not th- thinking, obviously, we knew it'd be a possibility, but we we it, we just didn't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And you did. I sort of laughing, and my friend, my friend was like, "What?" I was like, huh. "My friend just paused." He was like, "He looked at me, going, you sure you're fine?'" I was like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." Yeah. Every day, like, I went back and got a PCR that that day on my way back from work, and it came back negative. So, what yeah. say? Uh, it's well funny because that, that actually that was how it went down. We literally were saying that everyone's going to get COVID. It was when we came back and like it was on like BBC News. <laughs> like Broadmasters 2021 is is called <laughs> more cases in the like than all of summer. Yeah. The other funny thing was I remember when you texted me. I texted um, like Steph. I was in my group chat and I was like, "Where'd you get a PCR from?" There and she said, "Has Matt tested positive?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> because obviously they knew where we'd been yeah. it was just they were like of course he has. yeah I reckon it's probably the crowd in slow tie I reckon it must be because that's the only time I wasn't with you and obviously if it, yeah. takes, it takes a few days to get into your system properly then it was fine if I was with you the rest of the time because you weren't spreading it at that point yeah I'm, I'm gonna that because that was the only time I really really went into the crowd properly when I was you know pissed enough to want to started jumping about and getting all three of you did yeah yeah because that that was also the day when i saw well when we saw beba doobie as well yeah and i was drinking throughout the whole day yeah um, it was the same day as as the after party as well yeah so that day is when i definitely probably contracted it yeah no doubt in my mind about that that was definitely the day when when we when we got it because we it was so confined even in the club afterwards which was a bit of a letdown but we explained that in the video in the yes. vlog why it was a letdown because i watched that yeah. so we will stop talking about Walmart now so save yeah. that vlog yeah. because it's rather entertaining i will get around to editing it and i think i'm going to aim for everything to be up in december i'll put something up on the instagram about it but everything will be up on in december i reckon by the beginning of december all the episodes will be up on youtube just depends how long they take to upload but my internet connection is pretty good here so and then I'll get the vlog edited. That's gonna be really fun, <laughs> really fun to look back. Yeah. I'm watching the clips back since, but it's just oh, it's so fun to film. I love how it starts off with you know, like the you know the vlogs where people sort of just record things. My normal vlogs I've done before, like way back when, was I didn't really speak to the camera. It was more just like just footage of what was going on. Whereas this time we went full on. Here's what we're doing today, and you did yeah. that in the evenings. It was mostly in the evenings that we did it. Well, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I was drunk and I was having a good time. I, I don't like when people just spend the whole time on their phones. So I guess it was whenever we had a free moment, we'd just have a little bit of fun and get the camera out. Yeah. And I've never like done a vlog or anything or watched any vlogs or whatever. It's just when you said the word, I was like, oh, what's that? And it was, you know, people taking, well, I, I kind of knew what it was, but I thought it meant bloggers in like John yeah. Watson at the keyboard, like, like making a blog. And he said, vlog, it's like a video that you, you know, you like document, you know, like the Blair Witch product, I guess, just document yeah. everything. The same, same vibe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and we did, we, we did keep to it, but it, it was mainly back at, at the pod. So it was supposed to be like a little, I guess, memoir just for us, just to look back on like our, our time there it ended up just us being terrified of, of insects <laughs> in, in our pod and it was actually really funny it was really I funny. Back and it, it, there are some proper class moments in it <laughs> uh, enjoy that one yes um but now we will go back and basically this episode we're just looking back over series one and just sort of giving us giving our thoughts in terms of like kind of what we were expecting the hair by actually went and just just reflecting this is just a nice little reflection episode because i feel like we've picked up a lot of things that we now know to take forward on series two because it will be series two at some point in time hopefully next year is what we're going to aim for we're in planning stages at the moment because life has just been so busy yeah i mean uh where do you want to start i mean you've got the uh, episode list i know we did start i mean you started with um somebody ace content and then i kind of joined as co-host for the females of sci-fi yeah i mean cause the whole thing basically I mean, I feel like I need context of how why I actually started. Yeah, I mean, do we? Yeah, we've never actually sort of discussed why this was a thing in the first place. No, well, I think obviously I've been, I mean, I've about my sexuality for years now, and it was only really this year when something, I think, especially lockdown, really sort of made me think about it more like the not the twenty twenty one, but like the well, yes, twenty twenty, but like more like you know the the winter lockdown. It was more that one that really got me thinking. I think because I was living with people where two of them had constant boyfriends and one of them was like talking to guys and I remember sort of thinking well I'm just still not I'm still not into it and then I just don't know I just it really got me good thinking because I was surrounded by people so I've never really been surrounded by people who thought about love and romance all that much obviously it was a thing but it was not constant in the mind these people actually had had boyfriends and they were going through this experience and I'm like I'm just not I'm just not there yet I'm not not feeling it and then I think it took a while for me to admit it as well. But I think when I missed it, it was kind of like, I might as well go all out with this then and try and help other people with it. Because mm. when I was finding out more about it, there was nothing like this. Like I only ever read one book about someone who was asexual and that was a coming out story in the girls. It was set at uni and whatnot. But even then it was more about the acceptance of, oh yeah, this is it. As in like, when you first, you know, when you first sort of realize something about yourself, it's the whole, oh, okay, that's me, fine. But it was more like it kind of, the story kind of stopped there. And like the, it literally yeah. ends where she tells everyone, it's like, well, I think the more of the struggle is after you've accepted it, because it's still, it's not like, oh, like the thing that really gets me about uh, like coming out stories in general is that it tends to, the whole story tends to be about them coming to terms with it in terms of like, oh, I'm not sure this might be me, this might not be me. And then they get to the point where they're like, oh, this is definitely me. I'm going to tell everyone and suddenly like, they're fine. They're fine with who they are. It's that instant, oh, I tell everyone I'm fine now. We're actually in real life. I mean, at least from my experience, it doesn't get any easier after that no i think I, I think you're right there in in films that i've seen about people coming out you are right i think it's almost too happy people react to it in such a weird way like an inhuman way they go oh oh he's gay he's bi she's 
I don't know, anything. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, we support you. Or, or there's a little bit of like dichotomy in there. Like, mm. But it's soon squashed out and it's all tied up very nicely at the end. Whereas uh, humans don't really react like that. Not in real life. I mean, it's like the whole thing, it, like in, um, I mean, going completely left field. In, um, oh, what's that series we was watching with your dad? Um, uh, all the carbon, yeah, we, we need to finish, by the way. When you look completely different, mm. like putting your face on, people will react to you differently. Yeah. People will perceive you different, uh, differently. And that's the same thing with anything. Like, that's the same thing with personality or if, if I lost a couple of legs, Mm. people would perceive me differently people would react to me differently if you're coming out people would genuinely perceive you differently and that's not that that's not necessarily a bad thing you just have to i think both people have to adapt to that you know in yeah. my i mean i'm obviously i'm, I'm not no no you're right but no, the, other, the other point as well i had about it i think it's because obviously coming out stories that i've seen um apart from obviously that one that i read all the ones i've seen and other ones i've read has all been about people coming out as gay which obviously that's very important still but I think I'm not saying it's easier but I think it's the type of thing where like if you come out as gay like oh okay I'm attracted to this other to the same sex and people are like oh, okay cool then it's kind of like when they come out to everyone and people can accept it they're able to go and do that whereas because ace is so broad there's a whole spectrum it's mm. kind of like even when you realize what you are you don't necessarily know where you fall on the spectrum if you're going to stay there because obviously people can move depending on different relationships or not and it's it's so much more complicated to understand for like yourself let alone try to explain to anyone else it was type of thing where i thought okay if i'm able to help one person and make it a little bit more clearer then i've done something right because I would have loved to have something like this when I was just going through all that. Because it can vary; it's very isolating. Also, you yeah. can also be about it, but unless you are ace, people don't hundred percent get it. Like I know you don't hundred percent get it, which is fine because I know that you try and like you ask questions when you don't, which is what I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, and this is why this is so important. What you're doing, mate, with, with this podcast, um, you're creating an open dialogue about uh, something which actually isn't talked about enough. I mean, I have really limited knowledge about the ace spectrum. Mm. And, you know, I'm not saying people uh, who are like gay or, or bi have it, have it any easier or, or worse, but it is so under the radar still. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I didn't even realise what it was or I never even heard of it until you said you was it. I mean, I've, I heard the name go about, but then when... A lot of, well, when you said asexual, I thought, I, I, what does that mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's um, this is important what, what, what you're doing. It's yeah, I remember, I remember when I was recording the intro, it was Valentine's Day, and I thought, I remember I sort of thought, okay, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I have to do it now. I remember I was sitting in my room that it was getting dark, it must have been about four in the evening, I was on my own house, so if I don't do it now, I'm not gonna do it. And it was that big plunge of like really putting myself out there and doing it, like posting on Instagram, being like, hey, everyone, I'm Ace, I'm doing this podcast, like, listen, if you want to learn more. And I remember sort of spouting a load of nonsense. I hadn't planned anything. I hadn't got a script. I just sat in my chair spouting nonsense about why. Nonsense, it's honesty. I know. And I remember there's a line I always go back to. It's like the world is run by money and sex. Mm. I always go back to line because one, it's so true. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh no, that's that's my line. It's not from anything. It's my line. Um, oh, oh, I thought that was from like I'm I'm real or something. No, no, no. They're probably saying similar, but no. If you think about it, though, all people think about is money and sex. If you break it down, 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's other things, but the majority of people in their life, they want money to be obviously comfortable and be able to do things. And they also want someone to settle down with and have good sex with. On, on, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess for like more, if you if you bring that phrase down to earth a bit more, is employment and relationships. Yeah. That is the two big things that make people uh, obsessive. Yeah. How much money they're earning and um, who they're going home to at the end of the day. Yeah, obviously there's more, much more to relationship than sex, but it's something that it seems to be obviously played up a lot more in all the media and like it seems to be such an important part of relationship and I kind of got thinking, well, there's more to it than that. Surely there's going more to relationship than that. It's the whole thing about trying to get through to people because one thing I think I found that people really struggle to understand is like, well, but you're not, not attracted to anyone that way. It's like, well, no, like not everyone is the same way. And I think it's also something that people take for granted. Also, you know, when like you're, you're growing up and you're being you know the, the whole talk and whatnot it's kind mm-hmm. of implied that you will fall for someone eventually it's the whole thing of oh you'll find love one day but it's like well why are you telling me I definitely will like there's a chance that I won't not because I can't well yes but but also because I don't want to it's the whole thing of you're brought up with this ideal obviously things are changing and people are now being taught different things but especially when we were growing up it was kind of like the whole thing of you can be whatever you want to be but you will have these values in life you have you will go on to be like this you will end up in a long-term relationship with a probably a job like this and whatnot it's like well you you can't tell me what I'm going to turn out like and not everyone's going to turn out the same way no definitely not I mean to be fair I mean when when we was growing up I mean my my brother said this a couple of weeks back he said we're kind of like the last outdoor generation yeah you know, we didn't really come into social media until we was our late teens. Mm. We weren't exactly like caught up with it. It was more something that was there at the end of our childhood rather than right at the beginning. And I think, obviously, with social media, everything's heightened anyway. And also education, I'd say, for our generation. I mean, I'm not going to say back in my day because we're still in my day, I guess. But I think there was a big difference between... So, I mean, we're 24. I'd say there's a big difference between 24 and, say, 16. Mm. And I think our generation, in terms of education, I mean, we, we learned about gay mm. relationships and it was important uh, for, like, uh, we learned about gay marriage and, like, you know, civil rights and, mm. and all that. But I, I don't remember learning anything about uh, asexuality or, or transgender. Uh, transgenderism or and now they've got you know there's a whole bunch of new stuff like which i'm still i guess sort of trying to learn about and keep up with is the old um uh gender fluid it's funny you should say in your own gender it's funny she said i had a conversation with sophie the other day because we went to cardiff uh last last week Mm. Uh, and we were talking about also she knows the current teaching year five and she was like they're now teaching people about being non-binary in that. And she sort of said, says very simply being like, you might meet someone who doesn't identify as a boy or a girl. And it's like, they're a bit like, but what miss? What, how can that be right? Obviously they're trying to teach it very simplistically. And, and it's, I think it's really hard for people to comprehend, but I'm really glad they're sort of ingraining it in, in children that young. So being like, it's okay. Because I feel like, I honestly don't remember being taught anything other than gay. I don't remember ever being told about bisexuality, pansexuality, nothing nope. yeah nothing like that obviously it was because of the times like you said but it's really just showing how much times have changed and like i really hope that now things like asexuality will be mentioned in schools 
because yeah. you can discover who you are what you are at whatever age but it tends to be go through that like that finding out phase of your life tends to be like school and uni if you've got that foundation of it early on then you can carry that through to whenever 100 i mean actually that that, that reminded me of um <clears throat> a girl in in our year at school and i won't say a name or anything because it's not fair but i remember a girl in our school came out as pansexual and I remember everyone uh, making jokes about it, ripping, like ba- basically ripping the idea to pieces. When was this? I, think, I remember this. I, I do because I'm, I won't say who it is, or, or I'm, I'm not going to give you a hint of who it is. What, it was what? in sixth form. I'll say, say, what year are you in? Oh, okay, oh, I was on the planet apparently. We were about 17. Yeah, and, and no, everyone took the piss out of her. Um, quite, not like, I don't, I don't think to her face or anything. Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's not a thing." All this, you know, um, it's just attention seeking. Imagine kids. If someone came out as pans now, and they said any kind of mm. negative press about it, that I mean, you just wouldn't now. The the whole like attitude towards coming out um, as anything has completely changed in the last like ten years. Yeah. In fact, in the last six or seven years since we was at school. Yeah. I mean. Even the even like um, being gay, mm. there were I mean there was a couple of gay kids in in, in our year and they got uh, in lower school. I remember that uh, some one one of them I was I knew did get ridiculed quite a lot. Wow. But now, but I guess maybe being gay wasn't as celebrated as much back then in media. I it was re- more as a I don't know. I don't know how how to word it, but it's, the attitudes changed. I know that much. I remember when like being told you were gay was an insult. I remember thinking, yeah. why? Why is that an insult? Yeah. I think before I remember I remember hearing it as an insult before I even knew what the word meant. Yeah. I knew Literally, what gay was. playground. Yeah. yeah. It was insults. Like, but how? How? How have you got this information? Like what? Um. Yeah. It's actually bizarre. So I think this is definitely something we should move into a lot more in series two because i think it's a really important and interesting conversation to have definitely um and again you're you're kind of fighting a good fight i mean i i, again, I don't know if anyone else is uh sort of talking more about asexuality and and or or doing podcasts about it and, and having open dialogue i mean there's probably loads out there I listened but, um, to one, it was one, one of creations, it was a one, it was American, and this woman basically, she sat down with someone every week who was um, asexual, but they were always different, like, they were either, like, different ends of the spectrum, or they were, like, non-binary and also ace, and that every person was slightly different in terms of where they sat on, like, just, mm. not just the asexual, but, like, just generally, and yeah. they sort of just talk about, like, how they came to know, and, like, how, how they not how they dealt with it, but like how it was for them and how their life is for them now. And they, the conversation obviously drifts to whatever they're talking about. But that, that was, I found that really interesting to sort of think, okay, it's so different for everyone. Like that's the other thing I think as well, because obviously you say you're gay, okay, you are in love with the same gender as you, fine. But you say you're ace and you could mean absolutely anything. It could mean that I am romantically attracted to the same sex and then don't want sex. Or it could be even like you're attracted to the same sex romantically, but the opposite sex sexually. It's like, it's so broad. There's so much mm. more to it. You can't just go up to someone going, oh, I'm ace. And that tells them everything they need to know. Obviously, this is kind of the baseline. You, ha- you know the baseline of it, but you don't know the final details of it. And it's 
it's just such a bizarre thing. I remember when I was listening to it thinking, oh, this is interesting. Like, yeah. as far as I was concerned, ace meant one thing. When actually I did more research into it, it was like, oh, ace means a lot of things. Interesting. Well, I mean, here's my question to you uh, about that. Um, I've got a couple of questions. One, <laughs> if you was in charge of, like, um, say they're doing a TED Talk to kids about um, ace or asexuality, and you had, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm talking kids ranging from like, I'm going to say maybe like ten or eleven to about sixteen. Yeah. And you didn't know if there was any ace kids in that audience. What are the fundamentals or characteristics or no, no, not characteristics. It's, it's sort of a disease. I mean, like, um, oh yeah, no, yeah, I guess the characteristics of yeah certain parts of the spectrum. Would you? What would you teach them? Like, where 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 would you start with it? Is what I'm saying. I'd probably go through the basics of asexuality is mainly when you separate the romantic attraction from the sexual attraction. Because I think one thing that people really confuse is that you say you're ace, like, oh, okay, you don't want anyone ever. Well, for some people that might be the case, but other people it might be they want something, but they don't want it all. It's like mm. the whole thing, when I try and explain it to you, it's like some people might be attracted to the opposite gender and want to hold hands and kiss and do like that kind of cutesy stuff, but they won't want to have sex. Whereas obviously when you say you're asexual, people are like, oh, you just don't want anything. It's just, I think separating the two and learning that it's okay if you're either, it's okay if you're just one, it's okay if you're this and the other. I think just being able to talk through the spectrum, because I think once you break down the spectrum, it isn't that complicated, but there's just a lot to learn from it. But I think the main thing is that just because you say you're one thing also as well, it doesn't mean that you're going to stay that forever. Mm. Obviously you don't know where life's going to take you, but one thing I've really learned from the A spectrum is that I have real difficulty pinpointing where actually I fall because there's some things where it's like you meet someone and you get to know them. I definitely think I'm in the range of like personality first and then things might blossom later on. Like I'm not saying it's never going to happen, but like it, I don't think it will, but I can't tell for sure. It's the whole thing of just because you're this now doesn't mean that you won't be this point in the spectrum. You'll probably still be on the spectrum at all at some point in your life, but you may drift depending on person to person I think just knowing as well like you're not stuck somewhere but also I think the main thing is that knowing that it's okay because you do feel so broken is the only way we can really describe it because that's one thing that's been consistent in all the acings I've ever read is that the whole thing if you think there's something wrong with you because you're not like I was like we're one percent of the population and like it's the whole thing of you know what's different about you but you can't pinpoint why you're different if that makes sense because obviously, yeah. it's like the whole thing if you know people who are different in terms of like the way they look or maybe they're missing an arm or like um, something like autism. Obviously, you know exactly why you're different. You can pinpoint exactly why. But with ACE, you can't pinpoint exactly why. We don't, it could, is it genetic? Is it, is it nature? No idea. And like... That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, mate, we, it could also be the fact that um, we live in such a sexualized world mm. that is also a lot harder maybe for people like yourself uh, ace aces ace <laughs> so i think of a better word to, to a, the ace community um, have yeah. trouble um, finding themselves is because everything is so overly sexualized now and have you noticed even children are sexualized 
one thing I really noticed as well was, you know, in like all like the, the teenage films that we grew up watching, it's the whole thing of, oh, who's lost their virginity, that, the other. It's like, why is this such a big deal and why should it matter? Because then, it's no, the, no. then you feel pressured to, even though obviously the whole thing of like being ready and stuff for everyone else. But for Ace, I think it's even more complicated because you really just don't, you just don't want to do it. Um, yeah. Then you question it, well, am I Ace? Am I scared? And it's just, there's just so much pressure on everything when it shouldn't be like that you should be able to do whatever you want couldn't have said it better myself thank you oh, i love to give a ted talk on it that'd be really fun i think you'd be really good at it as well thanks i wouldn't i'd probably just end up laughing to myself you would i'd, I'd try and be all serious but i'd bring you I on for a sentence or two and then you go off again have your giggle then you come back on say another sentence or two yeah or, or i'd probably laugh at something that i've thought of or or said <laughs> i'm not very good in public speaking I don't think I never liked it I never used to but since doing this I'm kind of doing, do you remember doing like um group presentations oh. in school and you used to like get your board up and yeah I, I mean oh, for that it depended on who the class was who the teacher was sometimes I was okay sometimes I was like no 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 yeah yeah I guess it depends on the personality as well because I was actually I mean believe it or not I was like the shy kid until I guess maybe year 10 or 11 and then I kind of kind of came out with shell I've never gone back in it since but you know I used to hate any form of attention or like I hate getting up in the class you know so it's same yeah I'd be terrible (laughs) but yeah I mean so that's that's kind of the ace um side of things on on this podcast Uh, have you um obviously you've had your own episodes where you're just talking about um your experiences and like the coming out episode um and you had a few oh i mean we had a few we had you know dating apps we we had that as an episode that was a funny one um are you what what are your thoughts on it i mean that your reflection on your own sort of ace content if you will so far that's a question what would you reckon for series two I want to do more Ace and Series 2. I feel like fandoms overcame it a little bit this year because we were having so much fun with it. And obviously I want to keep the balance because, yeah, I'm Ace and I want to be educational, but I also don't want to lose the fact that we can also look at characters and have fun because, like, my, I don't want to be the whole thing of my personality is just because I'm asexual. It's like, there's, there's, there's just, it's a part of me, but it's not it's not who I am. It's the, when I, I get it when people want to do stuff like this, but then I worry that, it, like, people, it just makes them, like, I never want to be the case of, oh, that's her she's ace and that that's it that's all there is to my personality but I like having the fact that we can do the fandoms because the stories are another big part of my life in every which way you can think about it and obviously I think stories shape us so I loved being able to look at the the sci-fi stuff as well but no I mean in terms of sorry going back to your question in terms of the ace stuff I think there should be more next season but I liked the fact that it was very simplistic in terms of the range from like the first one where it was like going through the spectrum which was an important one to start on I think sort of just explaining okay this mm. is how it goes this is where you may fall whatnot but it's things I want to go more into that I think I want to get people on from different parts of the spectrum would be really cool to sort of go because I know it from my side and I don't quite know where I fall but I, I have an estimate about where I fall at this moment in time but that's it to so, so be able to have someone on from different points going I, I identify this is how I feel about this situation that'd be really fun Mm. and I really enjoyed the one we did with Callum actually the whole like Q&A thing because obviously there's some stuff that I would I was asking you 
being straight and obviously it might seem like really obvious questions to you but to me I've got I've got no idea because I don't live that life and vice versa when you both have really interesting questions because I think the other thing as well I feel like in today's society people are so afraid of what they don't know and they're so afraid of offending people but I feel like with Ace it's mm. in terms of me it's like it's fine like I don't mind people can ask me million questions on the sun because like I know you're not being rude because you just don't know it's yeah. all I don't think people can be like outrightly rude like purposely if they're just if they're just not sure of something so i mean and, and that's what's important about this um you're creating a dialogue for open conversation and that's all anyone can ask for you can't i mean it's in terms of offense i mean where do you draw the line i mean if someone could, i mean to be fair i mean it, it this is a good question when when i mean going slightly off topic topic on what we was talking about mm. but when you were saying about um uh people not really understanding it and i think you said once you everyone's first reaction is how can you not like yeah. is that do you find that offensive no that initial oh my god how can you not no but it, how can you not like sex like it'll be it's like someone saying to me oh my god i don't like toast because I'm like, but it's the best thing in the world. How can you not like How it? How can you not like toast? <laughs> exactly. But you know, yeah. it's something that people take for granted. Obviously, sex is yeah. part of the majority of people's lives. They've had it at some point. They don't. They won't think about it twenty four seven. But it's something they'll be like, okay, I'm I'm in the mood for it, or like I want to be with someone mm. to have that closeness with them. It's something that people take for granted because it's it's kind of like it's ingrained in them. It's like part of their daily lives. It can be, and it's the whole thing of. I'm not offended because they can't imagine life without it. And it's the whole thing that they don't realise that it's offensive. Or I don't, I don't think it is offensive. Some people might think it, but because it's, it's like asking you, can you live without this thing? And you're like, oh, absolutely not. Whereas someone who doesn't live with it doesn't get it. It's like the whole thing, you know, how I can't have tomatoes. Um, and people are like, how you, have you lived your whole life without, without this? I'm like, well, I've grown up not having it. So therefore I don't miss it. Yeah, well, you can't exactly. miss something you've never had. So, exactly. yeah, no, you, you've got them there. Yeah. No, that's that's fair enough. I just wanted to, you know, that's it's interesting. It's funny uh, that you mentioned. Sorry, go on. No, no, I had a question for you, but carry on. Ask. Well, no, I was just gonna say you you said um, that podcast with Callum was was your one, one of your favourites. I that was one of my least favourites. Because I know you're both really drunk. Yeah, and this is another point I wanted to <laughs> address. I, I vowed to never be drunk on a podcast again. A, because I do listen back to them. Huh? I don't believe you. I, I'm going to try, but hey, one you're hearing this. This is this is Matt's solemn vow to never be drunk on a podcast again. Yeah, Does unless this, it's a one-off special. This is count for being hungover as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but a, um, I don't know. You can tell, and then when I'm wearing this one, that's one with Callum. I mean, I was slurring for Christ's sake, and I, I just cr- I cringe at that one now. Um, but you're both really honest, which was really fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. But again, when you're drunk, you kind of got you you, you kind of get set on one idea and you keep going with it. And I want to listen back to it. I was like. I kept, I kept sort of asking the same question just with different words um whereas if I was sober I might have been able to and also I've noticed that when, especially when I've been drinking on on a on uh on a podcast I seem to just not let you talk a lot 
I noticed this. I wonder if anyone else noticed it as well. I seem to just keep going, and then I hear you trying to butt in, and I just keep going. I just completely disregard you, and it really pisses me off. I listen back to it, and I don't realise I'm doing it at the time. Oh. And I was like, I'm honestly, I've not got an ego or anything. It's completely, <laughs> I'm not even aware I'm doing it. Interesting. I noticed, honestly. Well, yeah, no, it's, um, and that's what I mean. Maybe that's just my issue. And, that, um, and that's a bit of self-reflection, but um, yeah, uh, just, yeah, I'm not going to be drunk on, and on any future episodes, unless people really want to listen to it. Um, but I just don't think it, the, the only plus side of being drunk on one of these podcasts, when I, when I do listen back to it, because I'm drunk at the time, I kind of forget what we're talking about. So then I go back and listen to it. And it's like, a, oh yeah, I kind of remember this bit now. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's probably not a great idea. Probably don't come across as very good. So not that I care what people think much, but have a little bit of uh, decorum on when we're trying to talk about things. <laughs> so that's, you've heard it here first now. It's my vow. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to hold you to this now for serious. Yeah, time. I can drink on a podcast, but I'm not going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. So I can have a cup of coffee or half a beer or something. But I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to start when I'm start a podcast when I'm wrapped up. Sorry. Okay, interesting. Okay, I'm going to hold you. Yeah, that's my only sort of criticisms about me on 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 the this sort of reflection of the podcast. But yeah, I was so I mean, yeah, you were saying about more um, age content, mm. um, which would be great getting more people on, like you guys like to have a conversation about. Um, how do you think the uh, was it was it intentional to have space? Uh, obviously, it's called space as this is your idea, but was it was, did you always intend to have science fiction and fantasy and writing and all all storytelling and, and fan fiction and fan stuff all thrown in as well? Was that original plan or was it? It was original plan. I think it was overtaken a bit because I originally I planned it in terms of that you'd alternate it between one would be Ace Week, one would be Sci-Fi Week or like Fictional Week or something. But the problem was there was a lot of Ace content I wanted to do, but it required a lot more planning than the other stuff did. And a lot of the stuff, because we we sort of edited it as we went along, it was up the same week we recorded it, which it just needs must at the time. Obviously now I want to be able to pre-record everything through to and then edit it, then post it when it's all done. So there's no time constraint on it. But it was kind of the, the last minute scramble of, okay, who's around this week to record an episode? If I can't get this person for the A's content, then we'll do this instead. It was kind of like, okay, a lot of it was didn't not didn't fall through, but it was kind of like, okay, didn't quite go going to plan. We'll shift around the weeks a bit and do this, that, the other. But no, the original plan was to also on because I like I said, stories shape your life. And like I feel like if there was more stories that were around for people like not just for the a stuff but for anything then they will grow up because i grew up feeling comforted by sort of stories in my home um as we know by how much i am like ivanova um stories yeah. really stories like shape you like not yeah. not i won't say they every part of you i'm not saying your whole life depicts by what you watch and read as a child but they really sort of can help you and i feel like if stories are explained to people and like they're just there I don't know. I, I can't really explain it, but like no, stories are just as important as facts, in my opinion, because they do, they teach you so much that real life can't teach you. And they give you people to look up to that you won't have in real life. So I think it's of just the balance between, I want to be aware, get people to more aware about ACE and whatnot, but I also want them to really appreciate the power that stories have on you, not just as a child, but just in general. Yeah, of course. I mean, 
a lot of we I mean we see ourselves in fiction uh, fiction and stories as well but yeah you are right I mean a lot of what we watch it's all escapism it reflects real worlds but it's you know fiction storytelling is so important so yeah no it's interesting I was just wondering if if that was always what was intended yeah. Or, or I just came on and hijacked it. I mean, the whole point was, I remember when I first did the planning, I did the planning back, uh, must have been this time last year, I started thinking about it. And I remember <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll ask Matt to come on for all the sci-fi stuff before I, I was on before I even asked you to do it. But it was always part of the plan. It just didn't all go as planned, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. And um, yeah, so what, what, what have you been your highlights of series one? Because oh, we have wrapped it up. Before, before that. Oh, is this one you was going to ask me a minute ago? Yeah, before you started talking and talking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> proving my point. <laughs> okay. Go on. I mean, my, my real question for you obviously, you've said what you didn't like about it. Um, do you feel like you've learned more about asexuality since we started it? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you very first spoke about it, with me was it in my shit or in your car it was one of the i mean I, I, we had conversations in your car as well and you yeah, said about it came first, yeah and, and i just didn't believe you yeah which again people would would find offensive but i mean i i guess it was more out of ignorance and also i, I guess yeah the whole thing of how how can you not the question I asked, like, how, how can you not be attracted to someone or, you know, and um, it was weird because I just remember sitting there and I was like, um, maybe, I mean, I said some horrific things looking back and I said, well, it's all right, mate, you'll grow out of it. Mm. You, you're only young, you might find out, you know, and it was almost like I was trying to say, you're not ace, calm down, you just... Mm. You know, you just you just haven't found the one yet, or you just haven't found it yet. You know, which is actually real. That that's really offensive. Oh, imagine saying that to a gay person when they come out and go, "No, it's fine. You just haven't discovered vaginas yet." <laughs> you just wouldn't say that, would you? Okay. So, it, yeah, I've learned a lot more, um, especially about the spectrum. Mm. Um, yeah, loads of stuff, really. I mean, it's 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 still fascinating to me. I still. As I said, like, um, I mean, we've been mates for so long. It would take a lot for me to change the way I perceive you as a person. Um, it just made me... But it's weird because it, I didn't have much of a reaction to you coming out because I can never... Not in a weird way, because you're so, you know, you're more obsessed with uh, fantasy and sci-fi and, and writing and... and you know, hard graft and that. You've you've never been about relationships. You've never been about drinking. It's almost you're quite childlike compared to not in a horrible way, but in like a, a free way. I still own you're a pair. Of I'm not taking that offensively. Oh no, okay, good. <laughs> you are free from the stresses of most young people. Mm. You know, what I mean, you 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 have this childlike sense about about you, which is really endearing and admiring which is why we get along so well anyway. Obviously, a lot of people our age and most people I know, I mean, that's a lot of what we talk about, like, you know, sex and money was, I guess, more about, you know, how's work, how's your girlfriend, you know. Whereas with you, it's more like, 
we go on these flights of fantasies about science fiction and fantasy. And it's never once crossed my mind, not in a horrible way. I can never imagine you talking about a boy mm. or, or a girl. I can never imagine you talk, saying, oh, is he just got laid last night? That, mm. that I've never once associated you with those traits. Mm. So when you came out, I was more like, oh, I mean, I did say, you know, <laughs> you'll grow out of it. But I also was a bit like, honestly, it's not that surprising <laughs> either. I mean, you know, it's not. It really wasn't that big a deal. Mm. And um, I hope I didn't really make it one. I don't remember <laughs> much anyway. I don't remember much about that at that time. No, I just remember making jokes about it, which I'm hoping it kind of helped because I mean, that's my personality, just make jokes about things until yeah. they end up laughing about it rather than crying about it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping I weren't too much, like, I just want, I want too much of a dick about it. No, because it was a point where I was still figuring out, and I did part of me did think, oh, yeah, I will just grow out of it. So that's the other thing you do think about. It. And mm. Some people might, some people, I'm not saying people will, but it could be the case, like I said, they could meet someone at age 50 and think, oh, actually, oh, yeah, it's fine. So it's... Yeah bizarre but yeah everyone's different with it so i didn't find it offensive because i knew right. i did I things i needed me in an offensive way it wasn't like you were going oh it's not a real thing you can't be like but it was like i said it's going to the whole of miss and not miss like not understanding and not ignorance yeah. yeah it's the whole thing because i was like you you personally wouldn't be able to imagine a life without sex at some point in time yeah well i mean relationships or or um yeah yeah like i'm I'm attracted to women <laughs> or you know yes that's one day I want a family you know mm. um I don't know I don't know why that is I'm I'm assuming it's basic or I guess normalized I mm. guess is the better word human instinct for a man and also I guess society but societal um that is what is societally expected mm. of me at some point I guess I don't know but I don't really think about it like that much that's just what I want what you want isn't what I want and you know that and that's and that's the thing it, it, just because you're a bit you're in the one percent it don't mean you're any less valid you know yeah um, that's the thing I want to get people to it's really not a bad no no that's something I really hope people take from this is like it's yeah it can be really tough like I think being ace is one of the toughest sexualities out there because it's so complicated it's so isolating at times and it's so hard mm. to deal with but like it happens people are ace they've got to live with it I hope this helps them with it and also I think more going on to what we want to bring through is too I really want to talk more about how you can still have relationships with people romantically and otherwise while being ace because it does happen I want to get on with some someone on who is currently engaged and she is openly ace and she's been like on BBC News talking about it and things like that and just to sort of prove think that one of the perceptions I think people have is that oh you're ace you're going to be alone forever it's like well possibly if it's my choice but possibly not because it's also my choice I think is yeah, that well, it's, what you want it's breaking down that stigma of yeah just because I don't want what you want doesn't mean I can't have half no. what you have or something like that it's exactly. uh, it varies person to person so I think trying to normalize it as much as possible I think is a great goal for this yeah of course yeah uh, I'll I tell you one thing as well I mean ever since you when you like came out uh to me although I wouldn't really say it was about it was more coming out thing. you just sort of told me in, in passing in a conversation while mm. I was talking about it and then and I was like oh you're great out of it and then we just started slowly talking about it more 
I wouldn't even say you initially came out. I think we just started talking about it. And, I was, and then I kept asking questions. And then you, I, I'd say there was an initial, you said, oh, I'm asexual. And I went, hmm, don't think so, get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of maybe, what, a week, two weeks, three weeks, I just kept asking you questions about it. I think, well, I remember we had a conversation initially. It might have been in my car. I remember I remember talking about it in your shed, but I think I think that originally the conversation started in my car when I was down from the uni. It was way back when, when I was still at uni. Um, mm. you remember when my car broke down outside yours? Like, my mum tripped me up at, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. That was well funny. Who came and helped us? Uh, no, my mum came and picked me up. And then, oh, was that it? Yeah, and you had to uh, leave my car, your car and mine, didn't you? Yeah, and then yeah. it was just a batch or whatever. And um, I was like, you do they have heating? I was like, no, no, we didn't have the heating. I, don't, I just don't know what happened. It was that. fucking freezing that night. It was. <laughs> it was like in, was it January or something? Uh, it was winter. I remember it was, it was just like, It must have been like, you must have had a reading week after Christmas or something, because it was it was freezing in that car. We were just sat there thinking, hang on a minute, you've got to get out. I'm not leaving you in this car. We're just going to freeze to death until your mum turns up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's where I initially started. Then I remember, I remember actually telling you about it and coming out properly when we were in your shed. And I think, I think it was when I came back. I think that was when I was still at uni. Then when I came back, when I actually moved back, and we, when I was, I was around, I, I lived around yours pretty much. Like I was always around yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just sort of had lots of sort of continual conversation. But I think it was over a couple of months it happened. But it was more like as well I think because it felt so natural because it was always always in passing it was yeah we had long conversations but it wasn't like we're gonna sit down and talk about this it just got sort of came out the more questions you had the more things I had to say about it that that, that's all I remember me asking loads of questions about it Mm. and then and then making loads of jokes um as I do but yeah it's it's mad how how time flies and um but what I will say I was gonna say it before because we had that open dialogue about it and I was asking questions and I've, you know, since you've more educated me in what ACE is about, I've started noticing more things in the media, really? side of it, like, as in fiction or whatever, and how little representation there is, even in sex education, which is a show yeah. which does what it says on the tin. I mean, it's, it's first and foremost a comedy, yeah. a, a really raunchy comedy, which is amazing. It's really well written. Go check it out. We should do a podcast on it. But secondary, it's like a really, really modern interpretation, like educational comedy about actual like sex and relationships. It's so good. And there's ever since you came out, the one thing that I really will say that there's, it rarely mentioned it was Ace. Uh, Ace, Ace. Yeah. I think there was one character in one. series two. Yeah. So uh, about a one episode and, and, and that was it. That was yeah. it. It was like a past oh, you might be asexual, and then that was it ever again. Yeah, so I, I rewatched it all before Serious Rekama because I couldn't remember a lot about it. And yeah, it was a little past the this girl. I don't remember how it came out. She was only in one episode. This girl was like, Oh, I don't I'm not attracted to anyone. She it was went the theater down- one, wasn't it? My- it was the girl from the theater, wasn't it? possibly who was in the um the full play or something oh yeah yeah sorry yeah you are right yeah and she literally just sat down with um the i don't remember the, the captain the therapist in the office but like oh i don't feel anything with this well what's wrong with me and, the, and she just goes oh you might be asexual but then that was it so i, yeah, really, that's it. I was gonna say i really think we should have said about it because it, well, they might pick up in series four i don't know but i'm guessing people said to me as well they were like oh asexuality was included like you impressed it's like well no because it was a passing comment anyone can make a passing comment in this in a series 
they didn't I'm not expecting them to have a whole storyline in it but I'm expecting a little bit more they should. if they if sorry to interrupt but if, if they if this is the thing like in surely being inclusive is being inclusive to everything you can't just pick and choose what you're being inclusive with no if asexuality is about it's, it's only one percent but you know I think I think it's only fair that there should be more representation coverage, mm. um, more um, more information on it, and entertainment and forms of shows like that, in fact, are better than just having a textbook launched in front of you. Oh, definitely, definitely. More representation, or not rep- like representation, as in more thought and effort and, and writing in oh, in in a show, yeah, or a book would do wonders rather than just tell people about it. I think there should be more about it. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. And it's like the next book I want to do is an ace one. I've been sitting on the idea for, for years and it's it's going to be a trilogy and you follow one character come to terms with she's ace. But the difference is that, I mean, it's kind of spoilers for if, ever, if it ever gets published, but end of the first one. I want to is be, it exclusive? Yeah, well, I wanted to end. So end of the first one, the character comes to terms with it but doesn't tell anyone because it isn't like, as like I said before, with the whole coming out stories, it isn't a sense of, oh, I know what I am. I'm going to tell the whole world. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Like I sat on it for a long time before I even talked to you about it. Like you sit on it because obviously it's so abnormal essentially because it's like, we have 1% because it's so alien to even think about, because especially when you're brought up thinking, oh, this is what happens when you're going to have sex and all that. And it's like, you grow up thinking, I'll get there one day. That'll be me one day. And you get there and you're like, well, actually, no, I don't think so. And it takes a lot to sort of backtrack yourself and get that understanding before you even race to anyone. So that's what I want to be able to have the trilogy because it kind of follows like the first one when she's in school. So they were like six form 17. The second one when she's at uni and the third one when she's like an actual adult with like a job and whatnot. Um, and sort of seeing that side of relationships because I think it never gets easier as far as I'm concerned obviously teenager at school everyone's discovering themselves everyone's having sex for the first time you know all that fun stuff's going on but still if you're not interested it goes over your head uni obviously it's all about the partying and the sex of random people at all hours of the night you know all that stuff yeah, so drinking and one night stands yeah yeah and obviously when you're an adult it's the whole thing of people settling down and getting engaged well not even then you're still not there and it's such each stage of your life is hard in different ways so that's yeah, well, i mean it's, it's never going to go away is it exactly but that's what i want to try and prove to people that your sexuality story doesn't end when you tell the world like mm. it's still with you no matter what happens and it doesn't always get easier if it does for some people then fine I'm not I'm not stigmatizing in terms of like if when everyone comes out oh everyone just either gets accepted or not well I'm not saying that it won't get easier because it might but odds are it won't either so yeah no I think that's the best way of putting it <laughs> um yeah no I I, I agree mm. Um, so going back to your other question though, my favourite points of the series, uh, <laughs> we went a little bit tangent there. I don't yeah. know. I love the more. I love talking about the A stuff. Like I said, getting the representation out there. But I love some of the sci-fi ones because like sci-fi means a lot to me. And like talking about Delenn, obviously she was a big part of my life. And obviously comparing her to someone like Ivanova, oh, her episode was really fun. Um, like yeah, I love. I had so about. many questions for that. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I got silly by the end. And bearing in mind, we we don't. It's all ad libs. Yeah. We will we'll say this: this this podcast, we don't write notes or anything. It is a pure conversation. And I think, in some ways, it's 
air out weight? Yeah, I think so. And obviously, we might have topics we definitely want to cover, if, especially if it's an ASIN, but cipher ones, it's just rolling off our tongues. Like, we might sort of sit down like with this lemon yeah. one, remember, sitting down going, okay, because it was like the first sci-fi character we did, it was like, okay, we want to talk about like, this part of her and this part of her, but we just ended up just rolling with it. And seeing yeah, and then, we, you know, and then we end up on random stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the other one. But before we go back to that one, I mean, the one with uh, we did about uh, Avasarala from The Expanse, that was one of my favourite ones, because there was a bit in it, um, it just turned so funny at one point. We were just talking about various, I mean, a bit weird, various ways of trying to drug me and push me off planes and things. Oh, and I, listened back to it, I was like, how do we get there? But I, I like the natural, like the, the, na- the na- um, I keep stuttering tonight, the na- natural, yeah. I was going to say naturality, but I don't know. Naturalistic. How, naturalistic. How it is, yeah. yeah that, how the conversation flows between us. That also went love because I don't remember how we got into it either. I hadn't listened back to it. But the fact that whenever I put up the episode, I tag an actress, the actress in it, if it's about them, and yeah. she actually likes the post. I'm like, did no. you listen to it? If you I, did, I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sort of apologise. <laughs> right, I'm so sorry to listen to this trust. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing her sitting there thinking, oh, okay, they're talking about my character. Finally, he's gone to talking about drugging you in a plane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what she must have thought if she did listen. And if she did listen to it, where, where is she? Is she going to help me out with this? Is she going to like <laughs> send some, I don't know, some comic relief my way? If you're listening, then we'd love to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one, that was a great one. That was a great one. I, mean, I, did, I love the one about we did about um, drama as well. That was really interesting. So she was, was like, amazing, oh, one, yeah. uh, obviously her sexuality is very out there, even for sci-fi yeah. in terms of like the representations. That was fun. Um, Abby was also very fun when I was in my little hole. Yeah. Yes, she was in your rewatch. And the f- I'll tell you what one of my highlights is <laughs> of this podcast is listening to fan fiction. <laughs> Because you introduced me to this, uh, you probably introduced me to this like years ago. Yeah, I did. And um, but a bit of context, I never really, I've never once read anything. I knew it existed, I knew it was out there, and then I remember you was telling me years ago that some of it was strangely sexual, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of sex involved, like in, in Doctor Who ones and like like Star Wars ones, and you know it was just weird, just some weird stuff out there on the internet. So that's my sort of context for like, excuse me, um, fanfic. And then the ones you was reading on, on the podcast, they're, they're just so unnecessary. Like, I just find them incredible. They're so funny. Yeah. And I love to have a whole segment of just reading that. You, you just finding the wackiest fanfic and just reading it out to me and we can just pick it apart. I mean, no, because some people it means a lot to them. I know, this is this is the. I'm not going to do it ever on on camera on recording because a lot of fan fan fiction means a lot to me. Some of them, so I understand oh. it. I like some of them. I won't understand personally, but I understand how much it means to other people. <laughs> and so, yes, disclaimer: I'm not having to go at anyone who writes no. anything. In fact, keep it up if it if you know if you like it, you like it. If it's if it makes you happy, who the fuck am I to judge? It's like well, fan fiction. I reserve my right to laugh at it though. Fan fiction, I think, is a lot like Marmite. You love it or you hate it. It tends to be people, obviously, it depends on what it is. Obviously, there's some fan fiction I don't approve of because of the, the context of it. 
but a lot of it you the whole concept of fan fiction love it you hate it I love it you do not that's okay I don't, I don't not like it I just find it hilarious <laughs> because I just like the idea that someone's noshed this up in their basement somewhere <laughs> no absolute <laughs> so absolute like just I mean for some, for some reason I've got like a, a, a girl with coloured hair in mine just <laughs> absolutely I have I've got what what are you flying? Just like writing down basically her like her wet dream over over like characters. People and I just find it funny. I don't read them, but that's just disturbing. I like reading my characters doing it together with all the I like reading fluff. Fluff is fun. Well yeah, but then you've only the only ones you read to me have been where characters like just end up getting killed off. Like you said there was that's one of the ones when you made me laugh. You said, Oh yeah, some more Abbey fanfic. You said something like, um, yeah, it's one to do with Abby. First sentence, Abby's dead. He's like, what the hell's the point? She didn't make it. Yeah, well, yeah, implying that she died in, in, in the Cretaceous period, which, which we've been over. But what my point is, what's the point in writing fanfic about Abby when she's not even bloody in it? It wasn't, it was advertised as her and Connor, and that apparently that's just what people take it as. The first thing is all about the tags. Um, because sometimes in, the, sometimes in the tag people have like character death or ma- major this one, mildly that one. It was all dependent. We'll say it's conversation all the time, but it's all dependent. <laughs> is there a website, by the way? Is this is it called like fanfic.com or something? That, one of them is fanfiction.net. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want. Uh, what other ones do we do that we I'm not having a go. I'm not no, 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 that's fine. Um, but no, yeah, I, yeah, the Yvonne of Warren is always going to be close to my heart because she's close to my heart. Is that always yeah, again with that one, that made, like, made me laugh with the fact that we only realised like shortly afterwards how much she looked like um, our old English teacher. No, it was the, it was the first time um, I remember this vividly when we were watching Babylon Fire. I was like, I really wanted you to watch it because no, I can't, I can't find girl about it with anyone. Um, part of my dad, but he's he's very chill about it. I remember the first episode, the first time she came on screen, and you said that she looked like her. I was like, oh my god! Like it just didn't. I never never made the connection in my head. Now I just can't unsee it, and I I can't know. So I mean, they 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 could be twins. Like long, long lost twins. It's scary how much they look at like. The other scary thing was, cause see, I'm I'm alike to both of them, which is the which is the scary thing. Yeah, you are like a, 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 an amalgamation between Miss Spencer and Ivanova. Uh, I will happily take that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a good one. Mm. Um, I, t- I love the alien one we did. Yeah. The writing our way. Um, the, all 55 was brilliant yeah it was and you actually sorry yeah no you, you actually told me a little fact that that's our highest sci-fi watched or m- most viewed one and to be honest I wonder why <laughs> it was glorious tearing that episode apart when it that's the thing I think people will listen to it I presume I don't know but I presume people listen to it in terms of being on our side in terms of they didn't they weren't a fan of it they didn't like it but also people um, who do like it, who want to like I love hearing people's opinions differing opinions about stuff that I love like even if I love something to pieces something like Babylon 5 or Unreal if someone goes to me I really hate that I'm like well, tell, tell me why I'm really interested to know what, what yeah. is it you don't like it's like when we were talking about we've got very differing opinions on the current Doctor Who series which we won't go into now but we'll save that for the next series yeah. surprisingly so listeners yeah. and it was really I interesting like it. 
<laughs> I don't. It was really interesting last night, just sort of when we were going through it, sort of deconstructing in terms of, okay, why do you feel this? Why do you not? Because it was all conversation. Like, neither of us are going to be petty about it or like, oh, how, can, how dare you have that opinion? But it's so interesting to hear about people's different opinions. It is. And um, I think that's what, one thing that we will try and do for Series 2 is get mm. people with different opinions on. But I guess without the risk of, I guess there is one, obviously we're still new at this podcast stuff and, you know, it's an amateur podcast, but we, we just like talking about things. We share a lot of the same opinions. Mm. So without the risk of it sounding more like an echo chamber, get people on who don't share the same opinion. Yeah. And obviously people like Steph, I know she, she don't like, no, no, sure, she, she does like a lot of the new adoptive stuff. There's people out there who, who um, probably like the new Star Wars stuff. Um, exactly. Which, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the sequels. But, you know, I think that's the beauty. I, I reckon that's something we can we can arrange, get some different, uh, get people on that got different views. Definitely. Um, so we can have, you know, debates. Um, mm. So I think that's what a lot of people don't do anymore is mm. talk. I think a lot of people just shout and type mean things over people for no yeah. reason at all. Just, just because you like something and someone else doesn't. It's like, yeah, that's one thing I always appreciate that when I'm talking about, especially just in that dot two with, with my friends like Steph and Harry and people, because we always, obviously, I, I, I mostly have different opinions to them, but it's more the case of I know when I talk to them about it, they're not going to be like, oh, but how dare you think that? It's amazing. What? How mm. can you think this? Because we have a conversation about it. And I feel like yeah. people were losing the ability to talk about it. And it's very much like, oh, this is your opinion. And that's it. That's all like, what all people want in here is a one straight opinion. And if they don't like it, they don't want to know. Whereas actually, we're human. We're all going to have different opinions about things. Exactly. I mean, and again, I'll go back to it. I, I genuinely think a lot of this is because things like Twitter mm. now invented, uh, Instagram. And, you know, Twitter. it's like, it, it's just... It's just a cesspool of people just purposely pissing people off just to get a reaction. And that's not how you start a conversation, is it? Oh. Like, say Chibnall's era or um, Disney era Star Wars mm. or, um, I guess, a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding new Marvel stuff. Imagine all this came out, like, recently without Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine? It just, it'd be so weird because... You, you wouldn't be reliant upon other people's opinions. Even YouTube, when you've got people on there uh, doing reviews and that. And uh, oh, actually, I say YouTube is mostly all right with stuff like that. I think there's definitely a split opinion. I watch a lot of, quite a lot of angry reviews of people who really don't like certain things at the minute. And that's their entire opinion. I'm not going to say that. Um, you've got a lot of people who will just lick the fucking shoes of uh, shows. So you've got all these different opinions. But I think YouTube's slightly different because you are just preaching to the converted because you, you're only preaching to all your subscribers. Yeah. Uh, you know, but take even take YouTube out of it. Mm. You wouldn't hear other people's opinions. You would just be able to react to it and then talk. You, you'd have to, like, you know, talk to someone after you've seen the film outside the cinema about it. You wouldn't... I think there'd be a lot less hate and a lot less animosity between a lot of split fans. If, okay social media wasn't a thing because you wouldn't be able to immediately go on there and start slating every little thing and mm. or 
you know, praising every little thing and, and trying to cause arguments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I can't remember what my point was, but yeah, different opinions and open conversation can only lead to good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And a good time will be had by all. Exactly. Off topic of that, the other thing I want to do next series is have more in general about the arts and bringing people in from different things. I want to get Benji on because obviously he does the sound for Big Finish and people who are more industry based and sort of. I have, like Benji. Yeah, and have their opinions in terms. Like- <laughs> really great Dane Bryson. Um, okay, yeah, he's all right. uh, yeah <laughs> sort of more professional <laughs> opinions in terms of how there's just sort of their opinions of it. So obviously they will perceive things very differently to we, what we do. Like I really enjoyed like the what the podcast I did with Vicky about theatre. So obviously she's so in the world very differently. So we're both in the world, but she's actually working and it's her role, it's, it's her life in yeah. terms of career. Yeah. Whereas I had to go to it for enjoyment. And it was really interesting sort of hearing things from her side, especially when we were talking about stuff like how important the arts is because of lockdown and things. So obviously I still think a lot of people took the arts for granted because like they're like, oh like they cut they're cutting all the, the creative writing courses at uni and yet people in lockdown they binge tv they read books they watch films and like podcasts and all this media and yet they're cutting all the creative stuff so people can't then come and create it and it was really interesting to sort of hear like how much she missed it as well from her side of things and how important she thinks it is from her side whereas I think that was just sort of, I really enjoyed that conversation I'm very still very privileged that it happened um but I think I'd love to do more about that in terms of the importance of the arts and just carrying on and just getting pe- more people from like the industry involved in terms of what's their opinion of it. Especially because obviously how much stories show, like, like we said before, before we start the podcast about how I spent the whole last week going to see six. And as much yeah. as you get it, you can understand it's my escapism. It, it makes me happy. It's, it is my happy place. And from the outside of it, it looks weird that I go so much, but yeah, when you sort of deconstruct it, exactly the same feeling as as someone gets from drinking or smoking or watching yeah. the same film five times like everyone has their different outlets and that happens to be mine it's, it is literally what i said I, I, I made a couple of jokes about it and i said you know like, whatever mm-hmm. makes you like, who, who are you really to judge if it makes someone happy exactly and it makes them more content like as i said we all have our comfort spaces we all have our vices you know mm. You know, you don't you don't drink or, or smoke or, or you know do anything that um uh, that is like that kind of stress reliever. Mm. You go to be six, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. People would find it weird, but you know people find it dirty that mm. people binge drink. So yeah, you shouldn't be judged for it if it really if it makes you that happy, you know. But I still, as I will always have, remain uh, exercise my right to make jokes. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's really yeah. That. it's all right. I mean, you're the one who was talking about getting me drugged. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to help you, okay? Yeah, I don't know how that would help any of my <laughs> my uh, my issues if we've been we've been injected in the head or something. It's my initial point was you getting to explore another planet. Yeah. Well, w- can we worry about that when we've discovered more planets? Okay. Deal. And then we thinking, can... Yeah, I'll stop thinking too much ahead. Okay. Yeah, because honestly, when we was at that festival, I was like, am I going to wake up in a field like <laughs> with like like naked with a parachute on? 
and then you know, just coming over in like a plane or a helicopter going you're right it worked and I'm like what worked and like you landed on the x and I'm like, I can't believe you've done this you do have that little faith in me well I don't know I reckon you're pretty sneaky <laughs> I, I, I don't know you know <laughs> anything can happen but yeah. um yeah no yeah yeah Benji I mean I mean art is everything and remember in um during the lockdown actually when uh our government the UK government because I know we've got different people listening uh you know from different countries the UK government actually put a uh, thing out um like a, a, an advert campaign and you remember it was like Fatima uh is in the arts or something it's like retrain rethink reskill mm. It was oh, like, God, no, no, that was... remember that it was like a poster with like a ballerina and said yeah. she, she could have a job in construction or, or, or mechanics awful it was like these it people was... have trained their whole lives for this this is what they love mm. to do and you're going to make them go and do something else I don't think so but then it was the whole thing of but look at now now we're back to mostly like normal and all the theatres are opening all this stuff and people are going there so much you're like you try to take this away from us and you failed and I get the whole thing of yeah. time there's a lot like there's someone and um, like Heather's have just been announced to come back to London and there's a whole thing like she's got known as like TikTok girl but I don't know exactly but someone in it who was like who got big on TikTok during lockdown who was actually trained as a performer but obviously then lots of happened she couldn't do it and she's just been cast in it and there's a whole thing like she went to go work in Tesco's while the lockdown was on and obviously yeah they had some people had to be saying a lot of performers were lucky enough they didn't have to but I know a lot of people who had to take jobs because they needed the money in between obviously they weren't going to get anything because they couldn't like, I get that and obviously I'm, I get the whole thing of like encouraging everyone to do their bit and whatnot like if it's someone who no- is normally living life on stage has to go work in supermarket for three months fine but don't make it seem like that I hate those posters because it was the whole thing of like it was taking away part of their part of them like mm-hmm. Being a performer is who they are. Like, if people try and strip that away from me, I wouldn't know who I am. It sounds terrible, but, like, obviously, so many different parts of you that make up your personality, but obviously my whole life revolves around creativity and stories, like, whether it's through writing or, like, the digital stuff I do or, like, even something like making um, a little canvas thing that I do. It's always some form of creativity because that's who I am. But then you take that out and you make me go work in a bank. Like, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, and rightly so. There was so much outrage, mm. like in like so much outrage, like in a good way. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, how dare they say that? All the people that are trained, and it was. I mean, what's I what's ironic? What or what I found ironic is, especially with with that campaign, is that poster was made by an artist. Mm. You know, the it, poster was made by an artist. The copy was done by a writer. By a writer, it, yeah. It went through several drafts of of people trained, fully trained individuals to get it to that final product. Yeah. Art is everything. I'm not one of those fucking douchebags that goes everything is art. Like oh, you know, but in a, in an annoying way, <laughs> everything is composed. You know, so to to tell people that the art art like aren't important. I mean, oh, I don't know which world leader said it, but. It might have been Churchill. Is there like like during war because during the war effort they a lot of, I think they wanted to, you know cut the arts to get people to join the war effort and then I think Winston Churchill might say something like I mean correct me I'm not a mad historian I do like history but I'm not 
it could be wrong. It might not have been him, but he said something like, without art, what's the point in anything? Yeah. I don't know if that's right, but I, the point is the same. Yeah, well, like, I know it might have been something like, without art, what are we fighting for? Mm. Exactly, but now right. that's exactly my point, because obviously the whole thing in lockdown was, oh, you've got to do your bit or whatever, but now they're encouraging people to go out and enjoy themselves because like, we had, went through a year of hell. Yeah. Now we're coming at the other side of it. Let's go back to normal life. Let's go spend all your money on cinema, all the money on theatre. Like they're encouraging us to go out. It's like, but didn't a year ago you want us to all go be construction workers? Like it can't yeah, exactly. Place. exactly. But yeah. And and that's the one thing that was keeping a lot of people sane in in the lockdown was was TV and books and YouTube. And I guess for a lot of people it was therapeutic to draw and paint there any form of art it's what people it's what people use like to keep going so i think it was real it was fucking awful what they said about like trying to make that poster really not good at all yeah. but um as always yeah. we're off on a tangent but well i mean i guess we're just highlighting how important i mean this podcast is technically yeah um, yeah but uh, yeah no i mean going back to the original point we are creating something yeah yeah like some our life's creativity but um yeah so going back right back to my point yes to do more of that in next years i think is going to be i say priority it's going to be up there because i feel like we did we did it this series but i think we, should, we could do a bit more mm. like, you want it more of a um i had stefan well. yes yeah, so i had stefan hannah on for an episode about theater as well for more like more the audience side that like we had the performance side now we want the audience side and it was really interesting to see sort of the very similar opinions but then also differing opinions of terms of like how how they felt how much it means to them versus how much it meant to Vicky and all that and so having differing opinions like again um so we're definitely do more of and more episodes about us how we re- rewrite episodes of Doctor Who or just anything I know but there is a list of stuff I want to go through with that I know I, I like I think because Doctor Who like there are certain episodes which are so badly written and it, it's, it was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of and a privilege to be able to rip all from 55 apart. This is just our opinions. It's fine if you love it. It's fine if you oh, think yeah. you love it. It's just in terms of our eyes, it's not. But you can't enjoy it. No. But it was one of those, yeah. I just, because uh, we watched it just before we did the podcast as well. <laughs> uh, we suffered through it. And, um, the and, the <laughs> and uh oh yeah we, we we was gonna well, oh that's another thing we're gonna do as well we're gonna get some merch yeah so do a bit of branding merch is it's being crafted at the moment a mixture of i've got some sick stuff in there as well so i've got some sick designs which i want to be able to share i'm very proud of them here we go <laughs> i'm very proud of them um but yeah, there's a lot of ace designs I want to do. Because obviously I looked and there are some around that on Red Bubble and stuff, but there isn't an awful lot. And I think some people want something subtle, like they want to be able to wear something they feel comfortable in it. So like I'm not saying I'm gonna walk around with like the ace flag and whatnot, but something subtle and something. So obviously some people love it, like especially with stuff like Pride. Some people love it, like I'm or my I got a new phone, I've ordered a phone case which is Galaxy, but it's in the ace colours. Because to me, it means something. Yeah. Also, it's a nice design that people aren't going to question all the time. So I think it's, to me, it's finding the balance of a nice design with something that means something to you. Mm. So that's what we're going to go for in terms of the merch. Obviously, some stuff will literally be very much obvious, but 
um and also I wouldn't I really want to design ones where it's kind of like people can wear it in support as well so like not just the colors but kind of like ones where you can be like I am not this sexuality but I support them which would be nice how exactly yeah. I don't know yet we're, we're working on it but hopefully by the time series two comes out we would have the merch pretty much ready to go so you can order that along with anything that you want if anyone does want anything at some point in time yeah we're gonna hopefully we'll do some uh, we'll get some stuff on youtube sort of expand a little bit our initial sort of premise for this podcast or you guys all well yeah I guess your initial premise. Yeah, you've just kind of just jumped on board. Just jumped on board. Yeah, I didn't yeah. expect you to get this involved in it. I expected to maybe do a couple of episodes with you every so often and do like fan ones, but you've really got invested in yeah. it, I say. I think, yeah, I've already liked it, mate. I think, especially like in the lockdown when we was, I mean, me and Bonnie spent, I'd say, most of last year, like this year together mm. since, I, I want to say, December. No long before that probably about it was it was with the winter lockdown when that when that was first not even before that in the summer I moved back in the June so probably from around then yeah June last year mm. so pr- yeah pretty much I'd say for most of the pandemic me and Bonnie spent I'd say up until recently until we both moved and it's been a lot harder logistically we probably spent at least three or four days a week together I mean, it got to the point where I remember time. I used to connect my phone to my car when I was driving back and it would always tell me that on a Tuesday night I'd be going to your house because my car registered where I went and how often I went there. And <laughs> if I always went to use it after a Tuesday, I remember at one point I didn't because I was I was tired or you were busy or something. And my car, my map said, oh, you're going to go to Matt's house. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, yeah, I can't remember what my, was but oh yeah no yeah just because I got invested in it because we was just always watching um always watching stuff and then we were just always talking about it and then when you said about the podcast I was like oh I'm not really sure and then we did one and I was like I really enjoyed that because mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know if I did until I listened back to it and I was like oh, that was actually really cool mm-hmm. you know being, being involved and I was like sod this I want to come on for every single one and that's how I eventually became co-host mm-hmm. It's nice when you just do it with someone else as well. It's nice having someone to bounce off of. And like there are some episodes yeah, I do on my own. You might have someone on your own extra time. You never know. You never know. You never know. But it's nice to have that someone to bounce off and have that conversation, especially because obviously we're so we're so similar, but we're so different in many ways as well. So it's nice to have that like other opinion, especially in terms of the A stuff and offering that other side of things has been really cool. Yeah. No, it's been good. It's been it's been good. It's been wholesome. It's been a laugh. Series two is on was it was fun, it was a fun ride. Yeah. Um, I like the guests we had on, doing you know like from Tom and Steph shout out to them, mm. and Sophie, and uh, I think who else we had on. I mean, I had Hannah on yes. here to watch. Hannah and Beth on, didn't you? And Vicky on. Oh, obviously Vicky, yeah. Mm, who else did we have on? A few people. Uh, Ryan came on for an episode that's before you really got involved with it, um, but yeah. I think a range of different guests would be good. Like, obviously, love people that we've had on. Like, Emmy came on, definitely have her back with Steph for some more other other opinions. And Livy was on for an episode about Sherlock. Oh, yeah, Livy uh, was on, yeah. But, yeah, I think definitely ready. It's been nice. I like, yeah, it's, yeah, I've just been getting my friends on, but they've all had something to say. They've all had different opinions. They've all brought something to it. It's not just like, oh, I'm getting on because you're my friend. Yeah, you are my friend, but you also have something interesting to say. And it's been nice to be able to offer that out to people who would never have thought they'd done a podcast before, so... 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, what better way than to have friends on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, definitely the hope for Series 2 is to have the nice mix between friends and definitely more, I say high-profile guests, just more more guests that we're not just friends with, obviously, that we know enough to be able to ask them more than it's not weird. Yeah, but, <laughs> but just to have that balance, I think, and just to have those like extra different opinions and like what they can bring to it would be so different to them what we can bring to it. Oh, 100%. It would be, yeah. Yeah, I think good good things to come for series or season two. Mm. If you want to speak, like, you know, our cousins from over the pond, season, series. I say season now. I always was so good at saying series, and now I'm just. I like to say season now. Yeah. I watch American TV, and now I'm like, season. Brilliant. Oh, no, I'm, I've moved on to one of them. I know. <laughs> it's quite a funny side, weird tangent, but Netflix have bought out a. Uh, like a thing where you can shuffle on Netflix now. Like, you know, on like Spotify where you can shuffle a song, you can shuffle a series <laughs> um, based on what your interests are, like based on what you've already watched or whatever. And it's funny because I was on there the other day, uh, just on the Now TV stick, and because I'm leaving my mum in a minute, um, <laughs> uh, she's got her own account, and I went on there. And we've just been using her account and it's just been like daytime shit, like, you know, friends or like you know, scrubs or just, just like easy watching American sitcoms and stuff. And literally it was like a shuffle every single one. It came up with friends three times out of like six. Oh, it, was, it was silly by the end. It was like, what is the point in this? It's just, it just kept coming up with different American sitcoms throughout the time. <laughs> so I guess it, it does work, but I was like, are people, I mean, I guess it makes a point of like, there's so much on now. People actually need a helping hand from Netflix to decide what the fuck they want to watch. Like, I need to shuffle, you know? Like, I just fell out of mad. Yeah, that is crazy. Imagine being that stuck of what to watch. Oh, I don't know. Should we just leave it up to fate and just shuffle it? Sometimes I think, especially not done, I had one of those moments where I'm like, I just don't know what to watch right now. So, no, there's a lot of things. I mean, me and mum watching. Um, American Horror Story, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you are. I need to give that another go. Yeah. I just didn't gel with it the first time. Yeah. I, again, may, maybe it's not your thing. I mean, it's an anthology series, so you, you might be able to pick up on one of them. But yeah, I never, I, I saw like, the first three when I was a bit younger. Um, I couldn't really remember much about it, but we had no internet or anything when we first moved in. And mum doesn't like sci fi. Um, and all my DVDs that I've kept that I didn't sell or give to the charity shop was they, they were all just like you know science fiction and fantasy and that other than my american horror story and walking dead she don't like zombies or anything so i put on um american horror story and i was like you might like this i, I vaguely remember it was all right and we're proper hooked now <laughs> we binge watched like all three of the first ones in the box set in about two weeks if that um and we're on the fourth fourth one now Luckily, they're on Netflix because I, I had the first three on DVD, but they're all on Netflix. Um, and we're on the fourth, fourth, fourth one now. And luckily, they're on Netflix because I, I had the first three on DVD, but they're all on Netflix. That's what I've been watching recently with Mumsy. What have you been watching, Unreal? No, I haven't been really watching anything. Me and Jess finished our Primeval watch. Yeah. <laughs> My nice idea, I would add. Um, no, because we had a lot of fun. We were planning out how what we'd do if we brought it back and we came up with a whole four series arc. So, uh, no. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I think you'll find we're bringing it back. 
Yeah, you, you, but you, she's she, also very invested. Yeah, she can be involved, but you have to run it by me first. Yeah, this is my idea. She's come up with a lot of great ideas. I will run by you. <laughs> actually, actually, I think it might, it might have been your idea. But was it's not our idea collectively. I want to be, make you, right, get, get her on, get, get her in and now, get her on the podcast. Well, as usual, we are recording at early hours and she is in bed. Currently. Yeah, it's in the morning. Yes. Well, we are. It's so weird doing this on Zoom, mate. It's really annoying. No, I know. Well, you need to come move up here because I'm not coming back down there. No, I know. <laughs> that, that, is, you know, that is the one thing that will be different, I think, maybe in series two. Is the upload rate? Well, that's the whole idea as well. If if we record everything ahead of time, so my my whole plan is that if we do another, was like twenty five episodes, um, this will be episode twenty five. Um, if we aim to get at least twenty done, and at least like recorded, then I can edit them. I can if they're done, I can edit them quite quickly. Yeah. And then make sure we start uploading. We've done most of them, just that we haven't got the whole last minute scramble of me getting the artwork done and this and the other so I've been looking forward to doing some more artwork with it as well actually and a lot of fun doing those fan edits and stuff so it'd be interesting to sort of see if I can do more ace style ones and sort of get that all done and ready and then link that back in with any merch that we have so yeah definitely mm. that should be good man yeah I think I think that's a good place to, to end the roundup so hope everyone's yeah. listening to this I know it's been a long time coming <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been a hot minute Here's been a hot minute. But here we are. And soon yeah. two will be more consistent. Like I said, we're gonna have everything recorded ahead of time and then just uploaded, you know, whenever it's done and no no more of this last minute. Oh, this, this next week might be this or it might be that. While that was fun, it was also highly irritating because I was never sure what was happening when and life is so much busier now than it was then. Like I haven't got time for that. I know, yeah. Life is generally busier now. Yeah, it's always got to be recorded ahead, but it was fun. You will definitely be back for series two. Even if we have to do it on Zoom for a bit, I'm hoping you can do it in person as well. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'm planning. Well, I mean, I'm planning to come up for a weekend soon anyway, mm. and we can knock a couple out then. Yeah. Sort, sort some do some other exciting bits. You never know. Stay tuned. Mm. Um, oh, sorry about whoever listens to this or in in the edit. I'm speaking a bit more quietly. My mother's in the room just there. I don't want to wake her up. I mean, I hope I haven't woken Jess up until like 2am last night and she didn't say I'd wake her up, so... And she's off tomorrow. Hmm. Oh, okay. But, um, and and that's another reason why I just miss the shed. We could make as much noise as we wanted. I know. know, And we never did get to do a, a, a shed tour. Well, like, no. Goodbye, thing. No, to everyone. It just it came around so quickly, and I wasn't around. And then the new then I was working, and it's it's almost become like the shed is almost like personified in our minds now, isn't it? Like it's it's, it's got its own life. It's like the target. It's got its own rifles. You know, what I'd love to have one day is for when we do eventually get a place together, us to just have a shed where we sit and record podcasts. That's what I really want. <laughs> More like it would be like that bit in Friends where like it'll be like you really really successful in London and you'll be like oh look and, and then I've got like a shed for Matt to grow old <laughs> <laughs> just me like when you come back in like oh you better be productive today and I'm just sat there in my pants playing the Xbox and be like can we record another podcast yet 
I can see it. That's the problem. I can see this happening. Literally, like like the bit at the end of Shaun of the Dead, where um, Nick Frost character is a zombie and he just keeps him in the shed playing a game. So like player one has entered the game. It's just me, and you come in and you're like, oh, better feed him in a minute. <laughs> Everyone plays predictions where that's going to happen. Oh no, that's one thing. You always fed me. Yeah, that's true. Never. That's true. Yeah, because you drove. The amount of times. Oh, yeah, of, the times I come to yours, I'd end up having two dinners. Yeah. <laughs> And somehow you didn't put on any fucking weight and I ended up enormous in the lockdown. You are enormous and that was not my doing. Like I said, you bought the food, so like, it's just... That's <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, no, I, because the arrangement was that uh, because you was driving and you used to drive me around everywhere, you were like my personal taxi man. <laughs> um, I was always the one who was going to get the food organised. Other than sometimes you pick up fish and chips. And I'd, yeah, I'd still end up paying for my my portion or whatever but yeah that, that oh, those are such good days mm. such simpler days aren't they i know i miss that i mean like i love my life now in terms of big city and all these other opportunities but i really do miss the shed life yeah you you really have moved on from slumming it with me <laughs> <laughs> i was never slumming it it was very comfortable in there yeah it was good to be fair but i just remember always being drunk as well just because um, I, it was always when we both finished work and I was like I'm going to come out and have a beer and end up having like fish and chips about four pints and we'd just be sitting there at like four in the morning either chatting on the podcast or uh, watching I, I always remember as well me and Rianne because we've got each other on the half hour my friends we'd check where each other were on Tuesday night because obviously I was going to yours on Tuesdays and she was working like late at McDonald's um, and we because where we were living like we we all tended to park behind the gate and we'd always check on the app yeah, seeing who's home first. And a lot of the time it got to like 2 a.m. and neither of us would be home yet and whatnot. So we'd always look at that. And I remember that. And one point we got back at the same time. It's like, good night. It's like, yeah, you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. And I remember as well the day where I think I was only going to come to you to do the podcast and we ended up just chatting. And I left and it was light. And I went back and I think I slept for about three hours because I had a hairdressing appointment. But I literally yeah. went to get patch test for my dye. So I went to the hairdresser, was in there for about five minutes, came back and went back to bed. And Lily and Rianne were in the kitchen. I was like, I'm going back to bed. They're like, what? It's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, and I got in at 7 a.m. And they were like, oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah I remember that day because I work at three. <laughs> <laughs> so I had seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, three. So I had about I don't know five or six hours before I had to get up anyway, go back to work. Yeah, I know. And then and that, the next night you came around again. <laughs> that day you ended up coming back. Like, well, I should have lived at your house to be fair. Yeah, you know, I think the only reason why you didn't stay was because I just didn't feel comfortable with it because of how untidy and like how I mean, I used to do some naughty things in that cabin. <laughs> I didn't want you to be around it 24 so I don't think it would have been fair <clears throat> if you know what I mean yeah that was alright I liked your shed it was comfortable it was rest in peace well it's not like it's not dead you know, oh, you know what the new one has done now apparently uh, the guy's turned into a gym oh, which no. is a crime against humanity yeah no you can't turn the shed in the shed was like the least healthy place on earth <laughs> you're so right as well so right about that. we used to sit there just slumped on the sofa ordering pizza and watching sci-fi there was no gym inside I used to do 
yeah place to smoke in actually yeah like, bridge like yeah i know and he's made it into a gym <sighs> I, that, that's got to be a, a crime isn't it that, that is a that's an atrocity well, on a whole day, new level one day we will we will get another shed but yeah stay tuned for our vlog as well on the, on the uh the festival because that, that is funny that yeah i mean i'm gonna aim for it to go up until like first of december is what i'm gonna aim for and the so i haven't made the youtube channel yet but it would just be it would just be space ace it won't be anything else um, so stay space tuned yeah i'll post on the instagram as well when it goes up and live and everything else but i'm gonna have such fun editing that vlog back together because <laughs> it was so much fun but yeah, yeah you've got to use all the videos and just compile them yeah yeah, stay tuned for that. When we've done, when we've recorded a lot of series two, they might put up a little preview, like of just what's like a little trailer of what's to come before series two. But I don't think series two will, it will launch some point early next year. Exact date, I'm not sure. It depends on life and whatnot. But we're going to aim for early next year, which is about the same time series one started. So they give yeah. us enough time to get ourselves together with it and get it all sorted and ready. Yeah, get 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 a few under our belt and recorded. Mm. Yes, well. Thank you for the roundup. It's been great. It's been amazing. Yes, glad we've actually done it. I mean, it's not really a catch-up for us because I spoke to you last night, but <laughs> in terms of recording, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Oh, mind you, we haven't spoken about the podcast in a while. Last night we sat and watched Doctor Who and just got and caught up, but we hadn't oh, yeah. talked about the podcast for a bit, so. Yeah. It was good to look um, back on as well, like what we've done and how we both felt about it. I'm glad that you learned <laughs> something from it as well. Oh, I've definitely learned from it. Not, not, not to keep spouting shit ahead of you <laughs> and to not drink as much, which I will abide to. Okay. And obviously, yeah, stuff. You've heard it here, everyone. What, what should his punishment be if he breaks this? I feel like you need to be able you need to do something if you do break this and you are drunk for I mean, yes, take drugs and fall out of a plane. I mean, I was going to suggest skydiving, but that'd be a bit mean. I mean, I wouldn't turn up, mate. We've done this. <laughs> I ain't gonna turn up if it's skydiving. <laughs> I but, think another um, punishment for you. Yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah, we we got time to figure it out. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been yeah. really good. Well, I hope everyone's still listening to this. Uh, happy whatever day it is, because I've got no idea when this will be going up exactly. But maybe with Sunday, maybe stick to it like normal. So happy Sunday. <laughs> Um, and yeah, stay tuned for everything. So stay tuned for learning more about series two when the little preview thing comes out, then when the date is going to be released for that. And then the YouTube, all that stuff. Just check out on the Instagram. That's all going to be going up. I'll make sure to keep that updated. I don't really touch the Instagram. I have no need to recently. But trying to be more active on that would be another thing. Yeah. But it'll be a lot. Yeah, well, I think that's it until until officially series two. I think that that's it from us. It is. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. It's been fun. Yeah, we, we both loved it. So yeah, we, we both enjoyed it. And you know, if if you if you did, if you listened to it, any of the episodes, cheers. And um, we just do it for our own fun. To be honest, we're not fussed about. Um, it's really cool that people do, but we're not really that fussed if yeah. anyone listens to it it's just for us on our own yeah more for us I mean I really hope people have taken something from it as well and like learned some stuff and there's anything that you think we should cover that you want to hear more of then we'd love to know as well if, like, yeah, reach out. especially if you're ace out there or know someone who's ace and think oh I'd really be cool if you did something about this I'd love to know more about this that'd be really fun so just let us know yeah I mean you've got 
the, the on the um, Instagram page, there's a link to our socials probably. Mm. And there's also an email address as well for the actual Space Ace. So there you go. Yeah, You've got all the information there. Everything will be in the description as per usual. So yeah. if you if you want to ask any questions or anything, <laughs> get involved. Get in <laughs> you love saying that. <laughs> hey. You love saying that. You love sort of saying people to get involved. Get involved, yeah. Come on, don't 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 be that person sitting there saying, "Oh, shall I ask him a question?" Do it. Treat yourself. <laughs> Get involved. Absolutely. But yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm I'm not even going to try and do that harmonising thing because we're on Zoom. So it might not the next question. Yeah, we're going to harmonise. You can let me do the outro, or I'll let you do the outro. Okay, if you're sure. Because okay. it's only right because you did the very first one and now you can do the very last one of the series. I mean, that's very true. It's very true. Consistency, people. <laughs> Consistency, indeed. Um, but yes, thank you everyone for listening and for tuning in for the entire Tube Series 1. If you have, if you just pick this up, hope you've enjoyed and go back and listen to the rest. Um, yep. Stay tuned for all the information about Series 2 and you know all the other fun stuff we mentioned. Happy Sunday. See you next series. See you later. Space Ace out.